Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body and helping you thrive. This week, we are going to be talking about a subject that is kind of boring, (laughs) not going to lie, but boring in a good way. We are going to talk about the boring and the basic self-care that, when done consistently, is the complete opposite of boring and basic. It is amazing and it is elevating because when you are routinely doing these things, you are going to feel effortlessly good. And that's the key word. These behaviors are things that in the beginning – will take a bit of work, right? Like anything, they will take a bit of work, they will take a bit of education, they will take a bit of discipline, but after a little bit, and I do mean a little bit, these will not take long to become a habit. After a bit of doing these consistently, they are going to happen as mindlessly as brushing your teeth most, not all, because we're going to be realistic here. I'm not going to lie to you. I love you. I don't do that shit. Most of the time, they will be that easy. And when they're not that easy, just like brushing your teeth, you're going to feel it pretty quickly. You might be able to go a day without doing these things, maybe two days, maybe three. But after that, you're going to start going, okay, no, no, no. This does not feel good. Let me get back to the basics. Let me get back to these behaviors. And you'll be able to shift right back into them without missing a beat. The first one is kind of an exception in the fact that you're not going to do this every single day. However, it is going to be something that you keep in your back pocket and use whenever needed or even preferably before you need it when you catch yourself kind of slipping and that is unplugging. Giving yourself a little bit of a dopamine detox and Let's get into what that is because this is another big kind of missing step that I see a lot of women kind of forget about and then wonder why they're stumbling. And that's because you haven't taken time to kind of reset your baseline. We are in a life that is just filled with quick and easy dopamine. We can scroll on social media, see things that we like, get dopamine, dopamine, dopamine in the form of entertainment. We can get that same dopamine from getting likes from strangers, from you know posting something on Facebook and having people comment back to us and we feel like, oh wow, we've really done something here. We can get dopamine because high calorically dense and nutritionally be the nutritionally poor food is available to us and it is very, very easy to get. And if you've been here long enough, you know that I am not saying that you need to like never eat junk food because your girl has a candy drawer that would you just wouldn't even believe and it stays stocked. That's not what I'm saying. However, you also know that I'm always going to, you know, tell you to be mindful with that food because it can we can run into problems with it pretty quickly <laughs> because it is engineered for us to just want to continue to eat it, which is why, you know, kind of stepping away from that thing when we feel a bit overwhelmed is helpful. Dopamine comes in the form of drinking. It comes in the form of marijuana, which is legal now in most states. It's 
easily available for us to have. We can just sit down, we can watch Netflix, we can tune our heads off, we can just whatever. So when you catch yourself kind of feeling like you're slipping into your bullshit, I'm not saying that you need to become a monk and just live in silence for the next 24 hours, but put your phone away, right? Step away from the candy drawer. Step away from social media. Step away from mindless pleasures that you do not have to work for because you need to kind of reset your baseline of stimulation and how you want to feel. And again, this is not for weeks on end. I am never, ever going to suggest that you do like a sugar cleanse or a sugar fast. What I am saying is take as little as 24 hours to kind of reset yourself. And so for me, I do this regularly because I've known to slip on my bullshit, but never too far because of what we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, today I am going to only be on social media for an hour because let's be real, I have to check it. I'm I'm human. We all human. But I'm going to limit it to, you know, after dinner. That's what I'm going to do by my list scroll for the day. I am going to avoid my candy drawer completely just for a day. Again, kind of reset myself. I'm not going to have my delicious daily diet Coke because, again, I'm setting myself. I'm going to try my best not to fall into any gossip, into any shit talking because guess what? That's an easy way to get dopamine too. So we want to avoid that. I'm going to have a really great workout. I'm going to try to really tackle my to-do list and just be really present in my day, eat in a way that makes me feel really, really good and nourishes my body. And so no restriction there aside from, like I said, maybe avoiding my candy drawer for literally a day, but I'm still going to have, you know, plenty of fruit, plenty of potatoes, carbohydrates, oatmeal, any and all of those things are allowed. And again, this is for me. This is not what you need to do, but just to give you an example, but I'm going to have a day where I just want to be really, really intentional with my choices and really present in my life, right? So that is all I am saying when I say unplug. That is something that is going to kind of give you a chance to reset your baseline, to come together with your intentions and just help you get to a place where you feel back and rooted and grounded into your body. From there, you are going to focus on what I lovingly refer to as the big four. Nourishing yourself, getting sufficient sleep, moving your ass, (laughs) and a gratitude practice. These things are all things that you can do the actual least with, but they will keep you feeling your best. And the beautiful thing about these things is a set for the sleep because we want eight hours every single day, but these can allow for flow. These are not rigid. You are not stuck into things that are not going to work for you at every single moment in your life. And so nourishing yourself very well on one day can look completely different than it will look three days down the road because your needs are different. When I say, we'll focus on the first one first, just move down the line. When I say nourishing yourself, it is thinking, okay, what are what does that look like to me? First and foremost, not what my definition of health is, not what your mom's definition of health is, not what your best friend's or some influencer's definition of health. What is your definition of health? If you are living your life as a healthy person who feels amazing in her body and is treating her body really well, What are you doing? That is your ideal. From there, start taking out behaviors and say, okay, these are things that I can do on a daily basis 
that are going to help me feel really good. And I know I just said that allow for flow. That can happen, right? Every single day you're going to eat protein, but maybe the forms are going to to vary. Maybe the grams are going to vary. Maybe how you, you know, contract, contract, <laughs> how you track and consume it is going to vary. But you are always going to have this baseline of okay, I am doing this every single day. I'm going to have fiber every single day. Every single day for the morning, I'm going to have vegetables or some form of natural carbohydrate. It doesn't mean you're locked into a certain food or a certain quantity. It means that you have guidelines that help you consistently show up for yourself and help you consistently eat in a way that keeps you feeling your best. In my self-paced course and in my book, I refer to these as foundational behaviors. Come up with a list of foundational behaviors that you can repeat almost every single day that still allow for flow, that still allow for life, but that keep you anchored into certain things that, again, make feeling good in your skin, going to the bathroom regularly, like all of those things that allow those things to happen. For most people, it's really basic. It's okay, getting in enough fiber, getting in enough animal protein, getting in enough water, not these are not, you know, new mind-blowing things, guys. This is the simple stuff. But guess what? The simple stuff is what works. And so that's what you're going to focus in on is if I was, you know, think about all these different situations. If you were on vacation, what could you still do? When it's a holiday, you know, we have a holiday right around the corner. What could you still do on these days that isn't going to subtract from your life, that isn't going to make you feel restricted, that isn't going to make you feel like, ugh. I got to do this again. I don't want to do this. But instead that you're like, okay, that's easy enough. I can, that's something I can do every single day. My breakfast can have this sort of like general makeup and, and I can do that every single day. My lunch can have this sort of general thing. That's what my plate's going to look like. I can do that. These guidelines are meant to set you free. They're not meant to cage you in. They're meant to make your life easier. And that's this whole theory with meal prep, right? Meal prep gets this big, bad reputation. Like, oh, it's so hard. It takes so much time. It's so boring. No, not when you're doing it properly. Meal prep is freedom. Meal prep is clearing up mental space. When you have food that you feel good about eating readily available to you, you don't have to think about all these things all the time. Coming up with nutritional guidelines that nourish you could just clear up mental space. Like I don't have to think every single time I sit down to eat, all right, what am I going to have? How many carbohydrates are in this? Like, is this going to make me feel tired? Is this going to be something I regret later? Am I going to be hungry in an hour from now? No, because I've allowed this to kind of be the process that I've refined in my life. I don't have to think about it. I can just sit down and eat. My mental energy is going to other things. And that's a beautiful place to be. This is where When I see huge transformation with the women I am working with, it's when they've been kind of refining their process for about, the sweet spot tends to be about six weeks. It's definitely longer than a month, but it's definitely shorter than two months for most people. Again, sometimes it's quicker, sometimes it takes a little longer. But it's when they get to that point where they've been sampling with the same things, they've been running the same things, and then before they know it, they're like, oh my gosh, I am mindlessly just eating in a way, and I feel really good about it. Like, I feel good mentally. I feel proud of the way I'm treating myself, and also, it's not work for me to do that. That is what coming up with gentle guidelines around your nourishment will do. And then moving right along to your sleep, 
coming up with ways to support your sleep hygiene that again, you can do most of the time knowing, yes, absolutely, there's going to be exceptions. You're gonna stay up a little later certain nights because there's something going on and that's fine. But what can you do most of the time? What can you do, you know, what time are you going to bed most of the time to make sure that you are getting a full eight hours? Can you come up with some sort of routine? So, okay, when I get in bed, I'm not going to just scroll on my phone because that's horrible for my sleep quality. And, you know, who knows what kind of states I'm going to put myself in depending on what I see. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in bed. I'll give myself two minutes to kind of like check, make sure there's nothing major that like I want to, fires I want to put out before bed. Like I always check my email right before I go to sleep. If there's something I need to add to my to-do list for the next day, that helps me kind of unpack and unwind. If you're the opposite, if checking your email before bed would send you into a spiral, absolutely don't do it, right? Don't, don't do it at all. For me, I find it helpful to know when I'm going to sleep, like, oh, okay, this is the things on my plate. For tomorrow, it helps me to feel like I'm already in control of the day as opposed to like being like just open to whatever is going to happen. So know yourself there. Do whatever you need to do on your phone to help you wind down, but then put it away. And then from there, okay, you're going to do some reading. You're going to read nonfiction because it, it helps you fall asleep quicker, right? If I have a night where I know I'm a little bit wired up, that's when I'm reading a nonfiction or that's, yeah, a nonfiction book because I'm going to get bored quicker. It's going to put me to sleep. If I'm already feeling a little tired, then that's when I'm reading fiction. Something to kind of shift you into that just parasympathetic state. Can you do that most days? Yes. And then the same thing with the mornings. How can you anchor yourself? Go a few episodes back from this one. What is a practice you can anchor yourself with in every single morning? Because that's also going to help your sleep quality. I find it helpful to think of a block of time in your morning and in your night is almost a ritual, something that you are doing for yourself to help yourself wake up and start the day with intention. Again, a few episodes back, I have one on the morning. It's super, super simple that you can run through. And the same thing at night. What do you need to do at night to allow yourself to relax, to allow yourself to go into bed feeling like, all right, I'm going to have a good night's sleep and set that intention. It makes a world of difference. If you're somebody who has shitty sleep quality, tell yourself without stress, without pressure, tonight I'm I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feel well rested. Going into it like that as opposed to saying, oh my goodness, I don't want another night of this and listing all the things you don't want to happen. Like don't do that. (laughs) Call in the energy you want to have. But create something on both of your days that you can touch in on That'll just keep you stuck in those routines of getting good and quality sleep. And then, of course, the same thing with movement. All of us, all of us want to have some sort of practice where we are regularly moving our bodies. I understand that not everybody wants to work out the way I want to work out, right? And same is true. We all have different things that we love. I will never understand somebody who wants to just run and run and run and run. I will never understand somebody who wants to just only do yoga and Pilates. That's not enough for me. Does that mean that they're not good for you? No, absolutely not. The best form of movement is the form of movement that you will do and that you like doing. So first and foremost, there's that. Am I a strength training girly? Because we know we need resistance training to keep our bones and our metabolic system strong. Yes, absolutely. Does that mean you need to be at the gym lifted weights four days a week? No, do it at least once a week, anything, just so you're getting that like little bit in there 
let that we can call good enough good enough there we i'll i'll convince you to strength train in a different episode but for now <laughs> we're just going to stick with the overarching movement is medicine movement is magic thinking of some way that you can move your body regularly that's going to help you feel your best is so important again does not need to be six days a week an hour in the gym doesn't even need to be four days a week an hour in the gym ask yourself realistically what can i do not every but most days that's going to keep me in the habit of moving my body in a way that's going to make it easier for me to age that's going to make it easier for my future self to feel good in her skin for me to stay feeling mobile and feeling fit because that's how we want to feel right we don't want to feel like shit in our bodies we don't want to feel like we're not capable of moving the mass that we have that that sucks so what can you do to make sure that you feel just capable and able in your body again we are looking for the least here not the most <laughs> if you would love to get to the gym five days a week well i would love that for you too but what is the least what is our baseline where is that bar that you know even when life just gets life in as hard as it can you can still maintain this habit and so is that two days a week okay well that's good enough that's all that's all you need to aim for anything else is the cherry on the top because remember this is a focus on building and maintaining our habits what happens from there is something that we can build upon. This is what you focus on to just stay feeling your best and to stay feeling like you are in control. You want to think of movement and exercise as a way to add to your life, not something that's going to take away from it, which I understand is a hard shift to make at first, especially if fitness scares you, if you're somebody who's never been able to be consistent because absolutely starting an exercise routine is work in the beginning. And so understand that going into it. Understand that showing up for yourself even a few days a week is going to make you uncomfortable. It is going to take some mental gymnastics at first, but give yourself some time. Like I said, 6 weeks, maybe 7, maybe 8 tops, which is a drop in the bucket in the scheme of things. Give yourself that time. Know that if you continue to do that, it will be something that you just do. You will be somebody who. And then you'll always have that baseline to go back to. You'll always have that baseline to rely on because you'll be able to call your bullshit, right? And that's where people get in trouble. When I see people who don't call their bullshit when things get hectic and they just say, oh, well, I can't go four days a week or five days a week, so I'm just not going to go at all. No, you know better. You know, well, I can't. I can't go four days a week, but I can go two. And that's better than nothing. And that will be the difference of you saying, fuck it, and finding yourself just trapped in those cycles where you're starting and stopping and starting and stopping versus you saying, that's good enough. And you just stay continuously right on your positive health and wellness bullshit. <laughs> and then the last thing is gratitude. You have to be willing to center yourself in your gratitude practice because you, from this moment on, honey baby, are somebody who shows up for yourself. You are taking care of yourself. You are consistently doing things that add to your life. You are consistently doing things that make you healthier, that make you happier. And by default, they are going to benefit the people around you and help them be healthier and happier. So everybody's winning in this situation. Remind yourself of that. Come up with some practice, again, morning or night, add it to your ritual, where you can Remind yourself of how you are taking care of yourself, of how you are showing up for yourself. Say 
thank you to yourself for the things that you are doing to support yourself daily. And I know that may seem so silly and so foolish, but guess what? It's not. Because when you remind yourself that you are somebody you care for, that you are somebody you love, and you are somebody who is following through for you, guess what? It makes it a lot easier to continue to do those things. So even if you're listening right now and you're like, well, Heather, I kind of feel like a big old sack of shit who hasn't done anything to take care of herself. That's fine. You can start right now. What can you do today? How can you show up for yourself today? You can go to bed a little bit earlier. You can throw some broccoli on your plate at dinner. You can get in a quick walk around the block. You can do anything to move the needle and then you say thank thank you to yourself for it, right? And then you continue that tomorrow and the next day in the next day, and rinse and repeat. And before you know it, you are one of those annoying bitches who just seemingly always has her shit together. (laughs) The worst, right? Nope. (laughs) It's not when it's you. And that, my friend, is completely available to you. And if you need help with it, reach out to me. That is what I'm here for. I can help you create and craft habits and, you know, stretch goals that aren't that stretchy, but just a little bit something that you can reach to that will help you feel like you are in control of how you are showing up in your life. With that being said, I'm going to tie this episode up. Next week, we are going to talk about some new year, new me type stuff. I'm not really sure where that's going to go yet, but it'll be something and I hope you'll join me for it. In between now and then, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Head to my website, shoot me a DM. I would love to connect with you. And if you haven't, please take a minute, not even, take 30 seconds to give this podcast a five-star review. It means the world to me and it keeps me showing up here. So I hope this episode helps. I hope you're feeling empowered to make little small baby shifts that end up being huge, big, magical shifts. And I hope you have the most delicious day and delicious week. I'll see you soon. Bye.